Happy Thanksgiving week, everyone, in America, and happy regular old Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever day you're listening on to everyone else. We are What's It Good. I'm your host, Ravi, and I'm joined by my two brothers, Chris and Arjuna. Today, we're talking Lego Star Wars Holiday Special and the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion episode on HBO Max and the usual newsy news. But first, how are you, Arjuna? Tell me about your feelings. This is my attempt to shoot the shit. Wow, that wasn't that didn't sound scripted or you know. Yeah, that sounded, sounded very that sounded natural, very authentic, very natural delivery. No, no I, the last part is definitely scripted. No, no, I read it. No, oh, wow, no, I read it like a script. But we're trying to convince our parents that you know we all like, uh, you know, care about each other and ask each other, you know, how your day is going, and that's an epic fail right there. You just admitted that we scripted it. We script our lives. <laughs> our entire lives are scripted. Oh, I had a theory that we are living in a sitcom. I think we're living in uh, an advanced alien civilization's version of The Sims. <laughs> I think some aliens are just playing The Sims, and we are The Sims. Wow. I'm just kidding. I hope that's not real. It could be. It sounds like a Twilight Zone episode. Big time. Oh, well, that would be a good new Twilight Zone episode. Maybe you should write it. Hosted by Jordan Peele. There you go. But anyway, guys, let's. Uh, we got a couple of couple of. I guess what specials that we watched obviously the lego star wars the fresh prince but before that you know a couple of couple of big pieces of like i think personal news personal news uh right off the bat i would say the the biggest one is uh krishna got a playstation 5 for his birthday yeah and arjuna's shocking by the way arjuna's playstation 5 finally showed up but i think the most shocking piece of this is arjuna yeah lives such a busy life right that the PlayStation 5 is over there, still, in, still the box. in the box. And it's been here how many days? Six? It's, it's been here, been here a week. week. A week. A week. And you haven't opened it? You, haven't, you I haven't just have even, not had a chance I've to... I've not had a chance to open it yet. Like, there was one day where you were you had meetings for, what, like seven straight hours? Yeah. And then today, I had moved most of my meetings to to try and to try and play with it today. <laughs> it still hasn't uh, happened. It failed. Yeah. The, the, it failed. Wow. So, uh, yeah, it's just sitting right there. I'm sure uh, everybody hates me because I... Owned a PS5 and had played it. Yeah, uh, yeah. There, there um, are people who are, are literally starving for PlayStation. Yeah, products. you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there uh, that are less less uh, fortunate than us without PlayStations. And uh, for this Thanksgiving, we should give thanks and uh, send them pictures of the box. <laughs> you wow. are a terrible you will, human being. You will <laughs> piss off a lot of people. You really are a terrible person. Yeah. But also, uh, you know, that's a fun thing. Uh, I'm still holding out. I haven't found a good deal or a reason to to. But pulled the trigger. There is a rumor that Black Friday will see a super influx across many sites. So I would, you know, for those who don't have a PlayStation at this point, it seems like uh, late Thanksgiving Day is the time to sit in front of your computers and phones with your family, of course. And uh, so I got to get that PlayStation. So, so real quick, before we move off the PS5, I have to ask because we've been talking about this a couple times, right? So obviously, there's a huge problem with people ordering and getting their PlayStation 5s. Now, uh, we heard, I think a few weeks ago from someone who works at Sony that they actually have like 10 million units ready to go and it's a distribution issue that the distributors like Walmart and GameStop and Best Buy and all these other outlets um, are the ones responsible uh, either directly or indirectly for people not being able to get their systems. Is this a coordinated, and Arjuna, I know where you fall on this, so I'll, I'll ask you right off the bat. Is this a coordinated attempt to drive up interest so that 
the demand for the PS5 is sky high come Christmas. You know, I think it is, but then now that you mention it, like all these companies, these are also the same companies that have struggled now for like nine months to resupply Clorox wipes. Mm. Uh, so, oh, maybe, like Walmart, maybe it like is Target, maybe it is a bit of both. Who knows? Yeah, and that's that's <laughs> uh, too, right? But the COVID probably doesn't. Yeah, doesn't help. Um, yeah, I'm sure COVID doesn't help, and uh, you know, uh, I do think there is there is a strategy here by Sony to kind of. You know, especially the around, Nintendo switching us, especially the, around this time. I I think the uh, you know the PlayStation Five has been in the news so much, largely because of but the how hard it is to get it right. That has been the the big talking point around the system, uh, and because of that, it's almost like the the theory of like any news is good news. It, it keeps it keeps the PlayStation in the in the consciousness of people of like oh it, you know everyone's talking about it and. I just wonder if, you know, and I'm really looking more like a family unit, right? Like your parents who have kids and then you have kids who are more demanding. Like, I want a PlayStation. Like my my friend Bobby and, you know, Billy have it and I want a PlayStation. And then they're just thinking of kind of the second influx of when you get closer to the holidays, people pre-ordering and buying PlayStations. Why does this kid's best friend, like, both have Billy and Bobby? Yeah. Oh man, you gotta. That's our Juna's two favorite friends. Yeah. His Billy and Bob. Billy, 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 Bob. Bob. Billy, Billy Bob. Bob. There you go. Billy uh, Bob Thornton. Well, that's PlayStation Five. We'll see, we'll see what, how that all shapes up. Thanksgiving is obviously this week, mm. the holiday where you eat so much food and you just hate yourself. Hate yourself. Well, because you feel fat and bloated and disgusting and slow and gross. Yeah, but the food tastes good. It's like good for the soul. The, the food tastes good in the moment that you're eating it. Yeah, that's, all that, that's all that matters. I am not a believer in Thanksgiving like leftovers. Mm. I'm not, like, Wait, but, but you don't like leftovers? I don't like turkey sandwich. I don't like turkey anymore, except for Disneyland turkey. That's the only good stuff out the there. The big turkey legs? Yeah, big because the, the, you know what they do at the Disneyland turkey legs? Deep fry them. They deep fry them. They're covered in like sugar and salt and, and everything. And butter probably. And lard and Bobby, that's, that's like clearly far worse than what we make on Thanksgiving. And here you are being like, oh, you feel f-, like, you know. Yeah, that I doesn't make any sense. But I like that turkey. I just don't like the oven oh, roasted turkey. We're not even having turkey this year. No, we? we're having lamb roast. Yeah. You're welcome. Totally. You're welcome. Changing it up. We're having lamb roast and we're having a, a chicken thing. See, I agree with Miko Matter here, right? Leftovers are half the fun. Absolutely. Like a cold turkey sandwich and like white bread and butter. Yeah, you, you don't have to you, cook. You literally like cannot beat that. Put a little right. stuffing in it. If you have any leftover, which we never do. No. Nope. Mm. So what are we doing for things? We're doing <laughs> I think I'm cooking most of the food. Really? I thought yeah. I thought my dad were gonna handle the lamb. They're gonna bring it, but I have to put it in the oven, so I'm technically cooking. Wow. That's how so, it works, right? So mom and dad are gonna end up cooking it. No, yes. I mean they're gonna I'm gonna I was gonna get these new wireless uh, thermometers. It was actually just an excuse to buy this wireless thermometer. Yeah. <laughs> And it syncs with your phone, so you can like set the temperature of the meat, yeah. and then it alerts you. Oh, that's on your cool! Phone, and then you're like, "Oh, cool! Got to go take it out or do whatever." So, pretty yeah. excited for that. And then I'm also doing sourdough bread, bread a sourdough bread again. Mm. So everyone started the sourdough bread phase at the beginning of COVID. Of COVID, I'm doing it. Hopefully, towards the end of COVID. Hopefully, I didn't. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I don't think we're. Never mind. That's what about bitter dough bread? You know, it's there's like sourdough. What about bitter dough and and sweet like dough? sweet dough and uh, well, sweet bread's a thing. Chunky yeah. dough. Why would you say chunky? I don't know. Like I'm just thinking of different adjectives. Like why sourdough? You know, I don't know. It's just a question. Actually, yeah. it's because of the 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 yeast or something and how it's 
yeastified and it creates a sour thing. Well, yeah. Is it, like, do you add anything that makes the bread sour? I mean, because like sourdough does have a slightly. No. Th- well, you just made it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So okay, I use it. Inst- admit it. Oh, Lauren made it. No, no. I. I mean, she mixed it and then <laughs> put it. She. Yeah. So she mixed it and then <laughs> I put it in the Instapot. I took it out of the Instapot. I didn't knead knee it a little bit. Okay, so you cushioned it. You did as much work as Krishna normally would do for like. For example, when we bake you cakes for your birthday, yeah. you did as much work as Krishna did on his cake. Hey, I did most of it. Okay, Ravi just you know showed me how to do everything. That's true, actually. So yeah. it's essentially what maybe happened. I had a lot of bread. Help. Lauren gave Ravi a lot of help and basically did the whole thing. Maybe. And Ravi's now like, I made I, it. Yeah, I made it. Are you going to put some cheese in it? No, that's gross. Oh, man. Like, you don't no, know what the cheese... cheese. You, so when you're making a bread, you yeah. don't want to add extra things in there because it can change okay. how it's cooked, all that fun stuff. Uh, oh, Ravi's off the hook. Lauren said that, yeah, you did a lot of the work. Ha-ha. I mean, I don't... I think I, I think I did. I don't... I mean... What, are you drunk? No. Were you... Were you it was high? Just, it was a very honestly, it's a very simple. Like I thought, making sourdough was a very complicated process. Yeah, uh, but it's actually pretty straightforward. Like you take yogurt, Greek yogurt. Oh, oh so that's what makes it a little sour. The that must, yeah, the Greek uh-huh. yogurt. Yeah, I guess. Uh, and uh, oh. you know, bread making is a complicated profession. Oh, I didn't know a Russian was in the house. Where is the baby? Where is the bread? <laughs> baking is a science that's for sure that's for sure yeah. we're referring just for those listeners we are referring of course to our chat which is on twitch.tv slash was good podcasts are always done live so definitely uh, make sure you subscribe and follow along there so you can join in on the fun uh, but yeah that's gonna be Thanksgiving I'm sure next week on Monday when we do this again we can rate the food Ooh. and see how we all do are we it. having mac and cheese yes we are oh thank god it's gonna be an instapot uh slow oh, mac and cheese recipe wow so i'm very, so ready for very that. excited for that and yeah. for my version i'm gonna have some bacon in there so mm. very excited yeah. uh but as we are in the holiday um what do you call this the holiday realm Holiday couple spirit? weeks. The holiday spirit. The holiday realm? The holiday realm. What? The realm of the holidays. What is <laughs> like, that one came to your mind? The, the holiday whole, realm? The holiday what, 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 realm? What are you, Thor? What, what realm is this? Okay, so you in our studio space, you know, it's, it's pretty nerdy. It's pretty kind of calm. You couldn't really tell looking at our set what type of, like, what, what, period of the year we're in right that's true i mean i've got our lights set to 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 orange for like thanksgiving yeah but like if you go upstairs to like our middle area to our living room yeah we put up holiday directions decorations right that's the the holiday realm right Mm -hmm. so i'm referring to our living room that's why it's like it's a realm like it's yeah it's a realm it's a space it's a space oh my god Oh my god. Too soon is what a couple of people are saying, but you know, I was actually kind of against it, but last night I was watching Breast of Ted Lasso, really good Netflix show. Mm. I believe it's pronounced Ted Lasso. Lasso, sorry. It's not. It's not. I'm just checking you. Um, But I was sitting there and I was looking around, I was like, this is actually kind of comfy and cozy and like, I was cool, whatever. I don't think it's it's too soon. It's a nice change of pace Mm. for such a bizarre year. I think it's too soon because I... I don't. I don't think decoration should ever be put up. Anyway, so I'm going into the first uh, piece of content that we just all watched, Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. As many of us know, years ago, back in the seventies, eighties, whenever, uh, Lucas did a holiday a TV holiday special for Star Wars. It was a combination of live television, recorded television, animation, puppets, puppet. It was a a complete 
bizarre, just weird science fiction meets Life Day, which is a Star Wars holiday. Um, it was very bizarre. It's also the first time we got a, a look at Boba Fett. And fast forward, you know, th- you know, 40 years later, we now get a Lego Star Wars holiday special. Arjuna, we'll start with you because you watched it uh, first. What was your initial or, gut or reaction? Last, or, yeah, sorry. You just most recently. Most recently. What was your initial like gut reaction uh, as everything was kind of playing in front of you? Uh, I thought it was fun, honestly. You know, I think the Lego, I've always really liked Lego Star Wars, mostly with the sets, obviously, and then the video games. I don't know if you guys remember, like, the classic PlayStation 2, Xbox uh, era of those games. It was, like, Lego Star Wars. I think, I believe they did the, like, original trilogy, and then they did the prequel trilogy. And those games came out, obviously, before there was any sequel trilogy. So they did, like, those six episodes, and then they did, like, a expanded edition of like they called it like lego star wars the complete saga and now i know they've come out with new ones with the sequel trilogy and i think there's another one that's coming out in 2021 if i do believe um so those have always been fun um i I just feel like lego and star wars has always been a popular kind of uh collaboration between popular brands you know like uh, in my opinion, some of the best Lego sets are Star Wars. Like the, I've always, I always wanted as By a kid, far. I always wanted as a kid the Lego Millennium Falcon because it looked really cool. You know, are you dropping um, Christmas hints? No, I feel no. like you're dropping. Take a note. Somebody take a note of this because I will forget <laughs> in like a day. In thirty seconds, I'm gonna get you a Lego Millennium Falcon keychain. Yeah, but the Ooh. the one the one the but the nice one is like the super expensive like eight hundred dollars. Oh, yeah, where would you put it? Uh, I'd put it on my bed. Right here. Wait, on your bed? <laughs> no, I don't need to sleep. Wait, you're kicking I just, stare, I just stared. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Hit the road. I've got, I have a, a, little, I've got a new partner. Yeah. It's called the Lego Millennium Falcon. I have, a, I have a little bench at the end of my bed. <laughs> oh, my God. So you're, you're going gonna, to gonna Michael Scott the yeah. Millennium Falcon? Oh, yeah, okay. All right. Uh, so, you know, knowing the context of Lego Star Wars always being kind of fun, I went into this being like, okay, it's like 45 minutes. It's going to be a fun time. And that's what it was. It was colorful. It was fun. Um, you know, it took, you know, it took some of the, you know, because it's a holiday special, you know, it really took some of the, the life day aspects of the original holiday special and kind of did its own Lego-fied sequel trilogy-esque type of take on it while also having, uh, well, spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen it, but, uh, time travel. <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing. So it is by far. I'll start by saying it's by far my favorite thing of the new trilogy. <laughs> wow. Does that include? Wait, are you just saying of like all the movies that have Disney have made, like including Rogue One and Solo? And are you including no, no, like so I, Mando I'm talking the specific and, time period. I got you. And and the core characters that were introduced. First Order. Sure. R- uh, Rin, Finn, Ray, Poe, the First Order. Do you like it because those a lot of the characters are sidelined? For yes, the, the, the special, and it's really more of a focus on nostalgia yes. and the original. Yes, okay, that's, the, the, that's why I love it so much. It's <laughs> it's the goofiness of the whole thing. It's and, carried by uh, Papa Palpatine. Must be honest. Uh, yeah, Papa Palpatine's in there, you know, being evil and and I don't know. It was it's a it was fun. I, I will say my favorite part of the special is when he is falling down. He looks at the mug and he's like, "I'm going to be good now," <laughs> and then he dies. <laughs> and he dies. It, it was it was pretty funny. Like it, it's it's very much in that Lego humor. It is very like corny, funny, um, but very entertaining. Mm. I got like a, I got like a Pixar vibes 
uh, like Pixar has always been able to tell like a really good visual story. Uh, yeah, visual story, but also like the story itself, and they convey like a lot of like emotion and stuff sure. through their through their visuals. I like that it was only about like forty seven minutes. Yeah, um, it was like the perfect length for this. Uh, it allowed them to be like really tight. Uh, there was an A plot and a B plot. You know, you didn't need much more than that. It was great. Um, I and just to reiterate what you both have said, super fun. Um, you know, it, let me ask you this, Ravi: Does it redeem the trilogy? No, <laughs> you're like that's impossible. Well, here's, here's nothing can redeem the trilogy. Here's, here's my question. Yeah. No, I, you're probably here's right. my question. Like we're all pretty big Star Wars fans. This is our second main usage of time travel we've seen within Star Wars. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ravi can talk about this, but this is not canon. Um, Wait, but, what? But, so the hardcore... But the hard- well, well, hold on. Real quick, I'll get to that. But um, So this is not canon, but this is the first time since Rebels we've seen time travel used. Uh, we can get into your canon talk, and then we can talk about time travel. So it's not canon. Oh. <laughs> and oh, the main reason it. it's not considered canon is because I believe it's Disney that released it and not Lucasfilm. Oh. If that makes sense. So uh, anything released by Lucasfilm is considered Star Wars, while this is considered a Disney... Like a Disney fun thing. Like a Disney fun thing or something. Of that so nature. Lucasfilm was not involved in this? I, mean, I they think must that have, they, they must were involved, involved, but like if you look at like the distributing partner or whatever, or the brand... I mean, that makes sense. It's, it's like it's Lego for crying out loud, you know? It'd yeah. be kind of weird. Let me ask you this. It's the original holiday special. I think that it, originally was canon, but that was before Disney... Star Wars. I believe it's like parts of it are considered canon. Oh. But there's like that's convenient. Yeah. I think it's just parts and it's not it's not like a full-fledged thing. I think you look at it more like you look at expanded universe where it's aspects of it you take and you place wherever and it comes back up and like there's knowledge of it, but like it as a thing isn't like the same as like an episode seven or eight or yeah. nine or whatever. Well, yeah. I mean everyone knows now denim jeans are canon because of uh the Mandalorian. No, uh, no, they're going to take him out. They're going to no. take him out. Is George Lucas canon? Why? Did he appear like Stan Lee? No, he's just, you know, he's the the creator of it, and he no longer is uh, involved. So because he's not owned by Disney, does that mean he's no longer canon? Wait, who? George Lucas. That's not, that's a person in the real world. <laughs> Isn't it, though? But, you know. <laughs> yes. They, you know, the movies always start, you know, in a galaxy far, far away. Maybe he is the, um, person who wrote those words time travel is obviously introduced and used very heavily in lego star wars the holiday special as a way for you know us to see all of our favorite eras of star wars and new characters like the mandalorian and the child which was a fun little you know he 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 so cute type thing um this is though the second time we're seeing time travel in some of the bigger star wars properties first time obviously which is considered which is canon is in star wars rebels when Ahsoka um, is basically brought, you could argue, brought back to life or pushed away from dying or whatever, uh, with Ezra utilizing some kind of time portal to pull her from her fight with Vader to a, uh, I don't know, a couple months or whatever down the road, essentially. So just kind of remove her from time to save her. Um, it has been, st- what's interesting is like time travel has shown up in Star Wars comics. Oh, um, when you know Star Wars was kind of running all over the place, there was the um, what was it? There was an Indiana Jones crossover thing that involved some time travel stuff. What was it like Han Solo? Harrison Ford twice over? Yeah, like, basically. With Indy and uh, Han. Yep, yep. So, 
There's been a whole bunch of weird, weird things like that. <clears throat> um, do we think that that we do you think that there was a missed opportunity here to kind of show what may be, or do we think that this is this works as its own self-contained thing? What do we think? So, when Rebels did time travel, I think I think you guys might remember this, but I had a mini freak out. I'm like, oh, time travel's canon now. Star Wars is totally going to do time travel at some point. Like, it's going to happen, and this actually doubles down on my belief that time oh, travel shit. is totally going to to happen within the Star Wars universe, whether it be in a Disney Plus show, whether it be in movies further down the road. They've introduced it. It's you know, once you open that box, it's kind of hard to close not not cl- to close it and not utilize it. You know, people uh, love time travel. Like uh, you know, pe- people really dig those types of stories. And if you look at like Disney as a corporate company, like they did time travel, obviously last year with Endgame, so they certainly are comfortable with the idea of doing time travel uh, from a corporate standpoint and, like, changing things up if they need to. Um, but it actually gives me more hope that if if the way that they could do time travel, it could be fun. It could be fun to kind of revisit some iconic moments and kind of twist them and, and do something fun with them. I think the difference, the difference for me now where I was when it happened in Rebels to now is I think I take... Maybe this is just bad for Disney. I just take Star Wars less seriously, mm. just because I, I, <laughs> I think I just Star Wars I, is life. How dare you? I just think I just think that you know I, I just think the quality of Star Wars in general with the sequel trilogy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ravi has been dying for about no, five no. Like it's such a funny thing for for you to say. Like I take Star Wars less seriously. You to me have never been someone that ever took Star Wars seriously. No, I've, I like Star Wars, right? But we've never taken like I think I'm out of the three of us. I take it the most serious, sure. And then Krishner, and then you. I think I think I still I think I still had a lot of like I guess hope maybe that it could be you know more <laughs> a of new a, hope uh, more of a coherent story. And but then at this point, I'm just like they need to mix it up a little bit. Clearly, like the sequel trilogy, you know was stale because they tried to do a lot of the same stuff. Uh, it, it's almost kind of like where I, it, it I, I just feel like they need to try something and maybe, and time maybe might it's be the time thing? travel, you know, and I'm, I'm down to see whatever they're willing to try. I think it's just kind of, let's try something new and see how it works. And I'm more open. To I, this feel, sounds, I feel, I feel similar. This like, sounds like more though that not necessarily like a new hope part, you know, more <laughs> like a, you're letting go of the rain, like the, the control aspect and just kind of you're along for the ride. Yeah. yeah. That's what it sounds that's like. The only, I think that's healthier. That's the only way to go. Than like being the hardcore Star Wars fan. Exactly. Screaming like at someone. And, yeah. yeah. I, and I've never been like the, I scream at you because this is not in my precious canon of Star Wars. But, uh, you know, I, I definitely, I, I've definitely fallen trap and victim to of being like, I don't like this about Star Wars and, you know, being maybe well, we complaining all about it. Yeah. Um, and, and now at this point, it's like, not that I don't care about Star Wars or like Star Wars. It's just like, well, you know, if it's bad, I, there's honestly just so much to watch and invest in. It's like, it, you know, you know, let's take the Obi-Wan show, for example, if the Obi-Wan show comes and I don't like it in the first three episodes, I don't need to watch it. 
and I can I can spend my time on a lot of other things. It's not like maybe yeah, ten okay. years ago, right? Where it's like, oh my god, the only Star Wars thing I'm gonna get is this new movie. I'm investing everything I have into it. You know, it's not like that. There's so much Star Wars now. There's so much everything else. There's too. like a whole bunch of books, so you could always read. There's books. There's video games. There's TV. There's TV shows on Disney Plus. There's more movies coming. So it's not like yeah, podcasts. Yeah, and it's like, well, you know, if they don't. Knock it out of the park with this. It's like I don't have to invest. Now take take what you've learned here, right, with Star Wars <laughs> and letting go and apply it to the Patriots and you will be a far happier person. I, I don't know what they, what's the Patriot. <laughs> wow. <It's, laughs> my work here is done. We've got a bunch of other things, so let's kind of run around real quick on this one. Uh, Krishner, was the Lego Star Wars holiday special good? Uh, yes, it was. It was fun. It was bright and colorful. <laughs> and... Uh, it was it was like it was actually like hilarious in in parts. I like laughed out loud. I might have been like a little bit drunk. Uh, you know, it's not definitely you, you were know. trashed. Yeah, that's Christian, it would have been funny if you just left it at it was bright and colorful. <laughs> yeah, I know. I should have get out when I'm ahead. But uh, yeah, no, I I loved it. It was good. Uh, Arjuna was Lego Star Wars holiday special good? Yes, it was. It was fun. It was colorful. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you can't you can't steal my description. Oh my! You know, God. and I had a lot of fun. I might have been a little. <laughs> you weren't you just watched this like twenty minutes ago. I might have been a little sloshed. A little sloshed. But uh, yeah, I liked it. But uh, uh, Ravi, was the ho- Lego holiday Star Wars holiday special good? Yeah, it was colorful. It was bright. I mean, it was funny the first time. Uh, I'll say, like I said at the beginning, uh, it's by far my favorite thing of the new trilogy. Nice. So can't go wrong there. Do you guys think that the voice actors for the Lego Star better than the actual actors? Yeah, the movie. You went there. Yeah. By the way, have you confirmed if uh, C three PO was actually Anthony? That was Anthony. I would just. He almost. He almost always does. He's got nothing else to do. Yeah. I don't know if there's any other voice actor that's ever done the C three C three PO voice other than Anthony Daniels because he's like very protective about C three PO, and he also clearly Anthony Daniels loves to use it to just. Talk about himself. Yeah. This sounds like Arjuna had the opportunity to interview him. And anyway, <laughs> moving on. So, another really cool thing happened this past week. Um, we are now 30 years since the premiere. That's just stupid. Sorry? I said, that's just stupid that that was 30 years ago. The premiere 30, of yeah, 30 years ago of the premiere of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air when a young rapper from Philadelphia came to. LA and got a TV show and we got to see a interesting maybe not necessary <laughs> reunion. Hmm. That's that's how I'm going to start it off. Interesting. Nice. interesting. Nice. Uh what what did you guys think? I mean, I just watched this today. Mm. Um I think you should start now. I'll definitely st- start, yeah, I'll start by saying, you know, there are there are definitely the moments that uh were presented like James Avery's death. Um, the Janet Hubert um, reconcile. There were definitely key moments that were meant that were put in there, done in such a way that were going to make you tear up and be emotional, which is, I guess, what they wanted. Um, but beyond that, you know, I don't know if I learned anything whole, new. It was fun to kind of sit there and look back at everything. Mm-hmm. It definitely made me want to go and watch more. Uh, Fresh Prince, but you know that was probably the purpose. I typically do that anyway, without need, being needed, like to be prompted for that type of stuff. So, yeah, I think I'm very, I'm kind of like in new, the middle, in the middle with this, mm. where it's 
it was it's cool it's interesting i'm just trying to understand um the point i guess yeah i, I feel like i feel like watching it uh i did i watched the i rewatched the whole show over the summer uh and it was great like highly recommend rewatching it it's it's interesting cuz you pick up on new things um one thing i kind of wish that they hit on and it i mean i understand why they didn't but when you rewatch an older show you pick up on things that just aren't acceptable anymore oh there's a lot you know and there's there's definitely things in there where they go at uncle phil for his weight which is and and they even actually did it in the special and i was kind of shocked by this like they're just making fun of like how heavy somebody is uh you can't do that anymore you couldn't do that in a show potentially in 2020 they use they use language that you can't say there there are certain words that were acceptable in the 90s that are just not accepted today um wait what words that uh, that there's one no no there's one uh, in season one and two they were repeatedly used retarded oh, uh, as oh, an oh, insult oh. yeah 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 uh, and like it just played off as last and that was very much the nineties right like you yeah. could do those types of things right um, remember when we watched Rush Hour yeah very it, much, exactly very, very similar Rush Hour exactly. way Rush Hour is way way worse oh yeah oh god yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, day worse you know so it's just interesting I kind of you know because the fresh you know the Fresh Prince always tried to present that they were, you know, a bold show and they would go at, to different levels that other shows didn't. I kind of wish they did that for the reunion and kind of responded to, you know, how do you reconcile a show that is still popular today but isn't necessarily, like, especially they talked about, you know, kids watching this, like younger kids watching the show and how you kind of reconcile here is a, you know, here's a show that was acceptable back then but those things aren't now. Like, how do you have that conversation necessarily with your kids? And how do you as a performer you know, answer for that thing, for those types of things. Because we're, we're seeing that with performers, right? You know, um, you know, specific, there's a lot of comedians, and this and this has happened for a long time, but, you, you know, your stand-up in the 80s isn't funny in the 2000s. Your stand-up in the 90s isn't funny in the 2010s because... Your, your stand-up from the 2010s yeah. aren't funny because right. going into the 2020s. Yeah, because, because you know, times change and tastes change. So yeah. I You kind of have to reconcile that. Yeah, I don't... I understand what you're saying, but the, to put like the cast of a show that came out three years ago not mm-hmm. on trial, but to be like, I don't know, this, like what, no. like uh, how, like I want you to explain right now to the kids why that is wrong. What you just said, you know, yeah. that, that's no, no, no. I, I don't, I don't think I don't, want, I don't want to put them on trial. I just mm-hmm. kind of wish because you know they at least want to give the illusion that they are such a close knit cast. Yeah, I kind of wish they just had a conversation about it. Oh, yeah. I would just okay. be curious to see, you know, from their perspective as performers, like. How do you deal with that? Like, what is that like? Mm. You know, do you, you know, do, is it is it just like, well, it was it was at the time and that's what it was? Or is it like, you know, like, how how do you deal with that? Mm. Um, I also, I mean, I yeah, guess but- they, and I, you know, one thing I thought they might do, especially because it was so current and they had so many guests. Uh, and one thing that did start to kind of bubble up was the episode that featured Donald Trump. Yeah. And there's, a, there's the actual moment where it actually... The character actually says to Donald Trump, "You ruined my life." <laughs> I was I was just curious to see if they would p- potentially bring they didn't touch it, bring some you know relevant things up like Donald Trump, and they even have like they talk about Bill Cosby at certain times. You know, mm-hmm. again, just talking about some of the time the time stuff and like what it was like then and and now, kind of like to Ravi. It's like I wish they had turned because that would have been new information, right? New things that pe- potential things that people would have been interested in, and it just seemed like they went very safe. Yeah. With the uh, it seems reunion. it was. I mean, it's a very it's a very well produced 
special. It's a very real produced pro, uh, special mm-hmm. where it's a it's a great, you know, there's there is really good cinematography and the actual reunion, really smart cutaways back to the old show. Um a lot of behind-the-scenes footage that was provided by e, uh, E.T. Entertainment Tonight, which I thought was interesting. I didn't realize there was such a close relationship there. Um, but again, it just it felt like it was a, this highly polished thing to pat oneself on the back, mm. which is not a bad thing. I mean, we're all it's human. A hype, it's a hype video. It's a hype video, which is yeah. which is a fine thing. But again, to our June's point, is like I don't. I look at it. and I'm like. It doesn't feel like it pushes the conversation forward. Mm. Like they touched upon it a little bit throughout the special, where they were talking about. I, I forget. There was a line where they're interviewing Will Smith one on one, and he's like, "You know, we were talking about relevant things, you know, to 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 African Americans, you know, and we would have to go as actors and explain to them, no, that's not how it would work in the real world, and you know, the writing, the writers, directors, and stuff, they would." make sure there was a good blend of like good funny, but also stuff that is real life Mm -hmm. and would highlight and show this. And the sad thing is, and I think Will Smith said this is the show was relevant back then, you know, where Carlton and Will are being pulled over by the cops Mm -hmm. and Will's like, Hey, make sure your hands are on the steering wheel. Like that still happens now. And that stuff is still very relevant. I kind of wish we got a little bit more of that, not to be this preachy thing, but like to show the importance of how, you know, Hollywood loves to do this thing where it's like, we've changed, we're better. And it's like, no, you're still kind of this giant piece of shit. Mm. Yeah. And I wish they had done something more to kind of push it forward as a, as, as opposed to like turning it into this, this hype reel. And I get there was a lot of stuff that they wanted to cover. James Avery's death, for right. example, right. or his passing, excuse me. Um, and everything that happened with, well, even the stuff with like Janet Herbert. I think we should get into Yeah, it. we should yeah, definitely yeah, get into yeah. I don't fully understand you know, I I knew going into it, I knew that there was beef between the two. Mm-hmm. It's revealed that you know the producers, it looks like, were shorting her or cutting her pay, and basically locking her into a contract that didn't allow her to get other work elsewhere, which you know is never a good thing. And then ultimately, it sounds like she was kind of forced out. Um, and then her and Will, I guess, for the next twenty-seven years, just said terrible things about each other. Yeah, there, there's a lot, actually. So there was, like, an interview, I think, that uh, Will did either, like, a year or two after, or even immediately after, and just said that she was, I think, like, hard to work with. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then she has just repeated, she has done a lot. She said a lot. I think she released an autobiography, which she kind of uh, blasted um, Will about everything and, and his role. And I, there was once, a few years back, where they kind of did a reunion picture and someone asked like would you ever go and she's like i'll never do a reunion with any of those people um so it was i mean I, it's something i never thought i would see especially because of like the animosity. tension and the animosity between uh will and janet i liked that they did it i thought it was done in a weird way mm. um yeah it did feel and and, and there's uncomfortable there's more context to it right yeah. because like they show the sit down between Will and Janet, and then Janet comes out, and they're with the cast. And then I assumed, like, oh, now she's part of the reunion, and they're going to all talk roundtable. If you look at the way it's shot, that was shot the next day after the, the roundtable. So Alfonso uh, Ribeiro, who plays Carlton, Carlton says uh, that was the next day. He actually couldn't do it. He had to go do America's, America's Funniest, funniest home, yeah. home Videos. Yeah. And if you go back and rewatch when she kind of hugs everyone, Carlton isn't there. Right. So they really just kind of cheated the shot, and it doesn't seem like it was like she was there for any long amount of time. 
Um, and and that's that's kind of disappointing to me because it takes away like it, it makes the reunion feel like it was just more of this polished product than like a genuine just let's all get together and just kind of have fun. It, it did it did feel overly polished. While I feel like this, you know, they've done a lot of reunions this year, obviously because COVID and everyone's stuck inside and blah blah blah. But the best ones to me are the ones that just feel authentic. And this one, like a real round table. Yeah, and this yeah. one didn't necessarily feel real. It just felt kind of it, it, produced. It felt very produced. Yeah, I mean, if you wanted to get a real raw reunion in COVID times, they should have done it over the Zoom call. You know, do yeah. it live. Like if you really want to show us and have a discussion, do it live. Do it over a Zoom call. Let's get real with it, and then produce from there whatever. But doing it this way, like you said, it just it feels produced. It feels like it's a hype video, and these aren't bad things. It's just it's not what I wanted out of it. And I feel like they didn't really get into the you know you know they they talked about it on a surface level of like this is what happened. This is what was happening for Janet with her pregnancy and a tough you know personal life, and then she was kind of forced out by the producers and stuff. But you know, and and they they kind of put it on Will and Janet, but like the. The producers and stuff have a really big and like are really implicit in this. Yeah, and unfortunately, so is the actress that took over for Aunt Viv too. Because if you watch the episodes, and it's it's kind of shocking when you rewatch it and you think about it as a kid, the new Aunt Viv is absent for a lot of episodes in seasons four, five, and six. She's not in it for a lot, and the character is really sidelined. While in the first few seasons, she's a college professor. She is, you know, she's very intelligent she does a lot she's very involved in the story and the the show pushed her out very much so and they continued that when they recast her it wasn't like they recast her and the new aunt viv was all of a sudden involved again it was just like here like you could take on this role but it's still reduced so it's completely it's like two completely different characters i mean yeah granted that's going to happen when you recast a character for sure but to this extreme it's like i don't know i it's it doesn't sit well, that's for sure. No. Uh, one of the other big things I think that a lot of people going into this, I was one of them, was, you know, what's the future? Is there a future for the Fresh Prince, or are we just going to be getting reunions, you know, for the future? Um, what did you guys think? Do you, I guess the big question I have for everyone here is, do we want to see a reboot? Do we want to well, there see is, a continuation? There is one coming. Right? Well, there's the reboot. There's the NBC Bel Air reboot. Real, right. And, I, and I, I, it does make sense why we didn't, really talk about it because it is on peacock yeah and this is an hbo max thing so they're probably like we're and, not promoting anything about that and it's going to be a very different show yeah exactly like. it's going to be it's going to be a dramatic version uh a dramatic, a dramatic version for 20 you know 20 the, the 2020s right so yep. it's going to be it should it should in theory look very different than the show 30 years. yeah I, I still kind of wish they touched on it you know even just getting their reaction to they're they're remaking your show. You know what I'm saying? Right. What are your thoughts on it? Like, do you think this is a show that should be remade and like it's being done in a very different way? What are your thoughts on that? I kind of went and like going back again to the polish thing. Like that's just HBO and the producers and you know the whole team that was around it just making sure it was very polished and like this cookie cutter package and it, versus like actual questions you might ask the cast. You know. Um, because it is it is big news, right? Like this the show is getting remade in a very different way. And I you know, I for one want to hear like what the cast thinks and if they would want to be involved in any way. Do they want to play the same characters? Do they want a cameo as different you know you know what I'm saying? Like I think that's important information and it's like a big missed opportunity. Did they touch upon why 
season six was the last season? No, they Do don't. We, men- they don't mention it at all. But Do we know why it was canned after so, six seasons. So I mean, the rumor is. That it was it was Will, right? Like he had started to do He started and, becoming a movie actor. Yeah, he started becoming a movie yeah, star and a TV sense. show is gonna hold him down. The show actually and I'm again I'm surprised they didn't touch on this in the reunion, but the show was canceled after the fourth season. So I don't know if you guys remember oh. the fourth season finale. It's when they go to Philly and they all hang out and then they come back and Will's like, I'm gonna stay for a little longer, and then he calls and he's and like Uncle Phil's like, Oh, you're at the airport? He's like, No, I'm not coming back, Uncle Phil. I'm staying in Philly. And then it ends on a cliffhanger. That was supposed to be the series finale. The show had actually been canceled by NBC. Oh. Uh, because NBC had seen that the show ratings had started to go down and the show was popular. They, they had started to do like double fresh prints where they showed an old one and a new one and the ratings were very identical. So we're just like, we should just end the show now and just start it, start syndication on it now because we're over 100 episodes. It's The ratings are identical. We don't need to spend more money to make more episodes. It makes sense. But but here's what happened. This is back when you had more local television stations. People went to their local NBC affiliates, and the local NBC affiliates were like, "No, we need more Fresh Prince. This is like, this is very important for our programming." And to the point where they they basically made NBC redecide, like, "Okay, we'll do two more seasons." Wow, very different times. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. you can. That does not happen now. Nobody nobody is calling up. Nobody's pulling up HBO. We need more Game of Thrones. Well, they're doing it anyway, but like, no, they they want. Or you got to wait for George R. R. Martin no, to they, finish. They want the season eight of uh, Game of Thrones redone. That's the big. <laughs> that's the big write-in right now on or Twitter. Season six. Season six was the last one, right? No, season, season eight. eight. Season eight was the. Were last there actually one. eight seasons? There yes. were eight terrible seasons of nothing. It was not eight terrible seasons. It was when the payoff is nothing. Good. It is eight seasons of nothing. It's wow. very much like How I Met Your Mother. Like a lot of How I Met Your Mother is good, it's but great, because yeah. of the last season, it's I never want to watch that show. Again. You want to puke in your mouth. I like exactly. watching uh, How I Met Your Mother on the airplane. To, like fall asleep. <laughs> the aeroplane. The aeroplane. What are you British? Um, I think it, we're gonna we're gonna run around for this one too. Um, oh. Krishna. Oh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reunion was it good? Yeah, I liked it. Um, you, I knew going in that we're going to be very limited because only forty, kind of like a Lego Star Wars special, only like forty five. It was an hour fifteen. It was. Yeah, it was yeah. an hour fifteen. It was an hour fifteen, and uh, Alfonso, well, I went by quick. Alfonso Ribeiro said they taped at least double that, so he said they cut out a lot. Wow. See, well, there you go. I can't wait for out, the director. Cut out all cut. the stuff you guys want. Wait, I yeah. can't wait for the the um, Zack Schneider cut. The, the Zack Schneider cut. Oh yes, my God. Uh, but no, I liked it. Um, it. It definitely does. It definitely did feel like a, a hype video. Uh, but I liked. I like because I haven't seen Fresh Prince in a long time. So I liked being able to revisit. You know, some of the iconic scenes. Uh, I liked getting some of that behind, like the cast, like what they were going through, uh, their unique struggles with like the auditions and, yeah. and stuff like that. How much they've changed since they've been young. Um, some of the classic, the classic episodes, like uh, when Trevor dies. You know, <laughs> I, I, they touched on like every iconic episode that I remember. Like yeah. the ones that I remember are the ones that they touched on, and I really like that. That shows me that the cast were also fans of the show. Kind of like I was, you know, and then the stuff that I liked from the show, they also liked. I'm like, I might be, good. I might be more of a cynic, but I think that was all fed. Yeah. Wow. Well, they they you, you know, are definitely a they <laughs> acted they a, acted well. They're good actors. I what had a, I had a good time. It was emotional. Uh, Did you, you know, cry? 
No, I didn't cry. I'm a, I'm Be a, honest. I'm a, I'm a bald did you, man. Did you not, like, with the... the I'm a grown-ass man. With the James Avery stuff, you didn't bubble up a little okay, bit? Okay, here's the thing. If there were tears, there were yeah. manly tears, okay? Still Those tearing up. the most manly tears I've Still ever seen. Still tearing up. cried. You know That's what? No one was there to confirm. So, anyways. Uh, yes, it was good. Uh, Arjuna, was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion on HBO Max good? You know, when we, when we started the conversation, I was <laughs> going to say yes. But I, I honestly think after talking about it, I'm going to say no. I'm going to change my answer to no, just because I think it was a missed opportunity uh, on a lot of different key parts. I, I love seeing the cast together. I, I love the show, but I, you know, the information that I want is out there on the internet. You know, it's easy to research this type of stuff, or like those behind the scenes stories. They've done some of these That's interviews true. before. This didn't move the needle for me. Um, and I just, I just kind of wish it wasn't as uh, curated, especially discussing it. Like it was very polished, and it doesn't, it, it does, it, it should. It's almost like it was a fictional roundtable, you know. It was almost like they were playing their characters again. So, mm. uh, Ravi, was the reunion good? Uh, I'm gonna say no. Unfortunately, again, just like I said, it, it's, it felt too polished, too kind of in your face, overproduced. It felt like we're gonna do this so that Will Smith's new millions of followers can get a taste <laughs> of what the Fresh Prince is with the hope that they're going to go back and look at Fresh Prince on the HBO Max product. So it feels like it was a gigantic product push. Yeah. So good job, HBO Max. Yeah. yeah. But the reunion, I didn't like it. Well. Anywho, moving into the was it newsy news section here. Real quick, throwing to our chat here. Christian, you're a crybaby, according to the chat. So, yeah. Haha. Well. But in terms of uh, was it news? Uh, as we all know, uh, earlier this year, yes, 2020, the shit year, Chadwick Boseman unfortunately had passed. And the character that he had presented live on screen, the Black Panther, there were a lot of, there are still a lot of questions in terms of where does that go? Uh, what's going to happen? And it was reported earlier this week or last week that Hollywood, Hollywood Reporter reported that the Black Panther 2 is going to start uh, shooting this coming July, July in 2021. Um, yeah, uh, what's the thinking here? What uh, do do? All we know is that shooting is going to start, and beyond don't know that, anything else? Pretty much nothing. There was a casting. They did cast a villain. Uh, for Black Panther, he is. It's a Mexican actor. His name is. This is me. Uh, uh, Tino Huerta, Mexican. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Uh, I'm not the right person to ask. I, I don't know if I've, I've never. He. Uh, he uh, I mean, he's most known for his uh, being Narcos. one of the stars of Narcos Mexico. Oh. Uh, he is supposed to play one of the antagonists. We know that um, most of the principal cast is returning from uh, Black Panther 1. And the report also says that um, the actress who played Shuri, uh, uh, Letitia Wright, will have a larger role in the movie. Possibly ba Black Panther? We don't know, obviously. Maybe. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, I actually had a discussion today with a friend of the podcast, TD. Mm -hmm. uh, and we were discussing about this Black Panther news. Uh, shooting in July... Uh, is pretty quick. It's a pretty quick turnaround from um, Chadwick's unfortunate passing. Uh, well, time of shooting would be roughly a year. Ooh. Still, right? Yeah. But that's still pretty short if you think about production, right? If if production was all in on Black Panther two, let's say they had the script ready, you know. Well, remember, shooting for Black Panther two was supposed to start in March. 
of 2021. And then it was pushed to 20 to July. So a couple months down. So it's but it's pushed only four months. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, if you think that your main character, Mm. right, has passed away, Mm -hmm. the actor who played the main character has passed away, uh, I would think to rework a story, it would take a lot more than four months to rework that type of story. It leads me to theorize that there could be some type of recasting going on here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just because I I, I just, I think in terms of time and how quickly it's moving, uh, it doesn't seem like that. It seems like you'd have to rewrite the entire movie, obviously, um, extensively. If you were, if you were going the direction of there is no more Black Panther, Um, there is no more King T'Challa. So I'm, that is that's kind of the working. That's a potential working theory right now. Are are they going to recast, and who kind of has to take on that mantle? I think we talked about it um, on this podcast in terms of when he passed away and, and kind of, um, you know, I still think that's the wrong move to potentially recast. I think they should retire the character, um, not necessarily the mantle, mm. but certainly the character, um, and then honor him. Um, but I don't know. I'm curious to see what you guys think. I, I agree. I'm never, I'm not a huge fan, uh, of recasting things, uh, in like sequels and, and whatnot. It just, it just jars me a little bit. Like, uh, some examples, OG Ant Viv and Ant Vivian from the new Ant Vivian from Fresh Prince. It's just a weird, you have to get used to it. Yeah. It's a, it's a different style. Same thing in uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. When you went from Rachel, uh, uh, Rachel uh, Kate, Katie Holmes yep. to Maggie Gyllenhaal, yep. that was weird. It was weird. It was like it's just, it felt like two different people, right? You know? Though so, the MCU has done this, uh, the Incredible Hulk, yeah, uh, was Edward Norton, and yeah. it became Mark Ruffalo. But let's be honest, uh, you can forgive it when the material is bad because you true. don't care. Well, then there's Black also, Panther is good. There's also uh, Terrence Howard was the original. Um, yeah, but these cases are Brody. all di- these are all different cases as, uh, compared to the Chadwick Boseman one. Yeah, he's. Like, um, the king. He's the, the king. king. He's the king. I don't know. I think I think it I think it's okay to recast the recast and and continue that character because that character is iconic. That character has become um has become a big thing, a big piece of pop culture yep. and has become, you know, something kids look up to. I think it would be kind of mm-hmm. worse to a degree if in the MCU, the character actually does pass, obviously, similar to real life. And then the mantle of Black Panther is given someone completely different as opposed to recast, continue the character, and maybe the character, something else happens. I don't know what happens. So you want to see it recasted? I think a recast makes sense. I, You know, when things happen with, um, oh boy, um, Carrie he, Fisher, Okay, there was a lot of question about... Right. Recasting, right. um, you know, Princess Leia. There was a lot of do we do CG and all this fun stuff. That situation feels different because the character of Princess Leia was an older character. It kind of makes sense in that story. You know, the Black Panther is a young character. He is very. He's not old. He's a young character. He becomes king. He does a lot. He's also the main character of his own franchise yeah. and one of the principal characters in. The MCU, like he is supposed, he's supposed to be one of the leaders of the new Avengers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's a very tough spot. Like it, it really, yeah. it, it, there's no, there's no logical answer to it. Um, and I, I think I, there is, you know, I, I think there is, especially talking to TD, I think there is more 
you know, there is something to say about potentially honoring the legacy of the character because the character is so important. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not, you know, no offense to the Hulk, right? Like, but, you know, taking the Incredible Hulk, like, that is, he's a cool character. But Black Panther just has a different significance to people and, you know, and culture. It really does. And, you know, it's, it's tricky. Um, it's a business, mm. you know, as well at the end right. of the day. Uh, it's also an entertainment for people. So it, it is a lot of factors that go into I, it. I, 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 there's no right answer. You're not going to, you're not going to bat a thousand and make everybody happy here. There's definitely no, going no to way. be, no matter what you do, um, some amount of people who are, are unhappy. I think whatever they do decide to do, you got to go all in and I think, Go with it. I think the only way that's going to swoop it over is you just better make sure that the script is dynamite. If there's yes. a good, yeah. whatever whatever you do, it better be a, a good tight reason and the story better be amazing. Like, it sucks, but I feel like there's a little bit of added pressure to Black Panther 2. Like, no matter what their decision is, I think there's going to be a lot of eyes on it. And we're going to want to see some kind, you know, as... as as good of a transition as you can get, yeah. right? And I think that and that starts with the script. It t- starts with a tight story. Um, I remember when we did uh, Rise of Skywalker and uh, Jules was on the on the podcast, yeah. and we said, if you start Rise of Skywalker at Princess Leia's funeral, right, mm-hmm. instead of trying to CGI her in, and she just feels like this... It would have been way thing, better. It, yeah. it, it, it just felt so weird, so... Yeah. As as long as they spend their time on the script and they just they they make it as solid as possible, um, I think we'll we'll see we'll see. I also think like I think it's a, like they the the producers the studio folks they can learn also from their not past mistakes but their uh, this unfortunately has happened before. Like we have seen terrible things like this happen. Mm-hmm. I think learn from what you've tried and what you've done. Yeah. You know, and try and move this forward in a positive light. So I think, like Christian said, I think it really depends. It comes down to what that story looks like and how it's presented. Right. right. If if they go there, I don't think we. I don't think it's appropriate. I don't think we're at the point in life where digitally recreating someone is. I don't want to say acceptable. It's just it doesn't. It's not. It's not the same as if you do. You create a story in such a way where, like, in Rise of Skywalker, you start the funeral. That, to me, is a more rich, better story that makes more sense, that makes me feel better than seeing this digital shell of a person, essentially. Right. Granted, you know, everything that we see on a screen is just a shell of a person. Yeah, yeah, right, But right. that's a conversation for another Not time. the thing itself. Not the thing <laughs> itself, yeah. Right, and yeah. We, we have had some examples of Fast and Furious yeah, the passing of Paul Walker. He had filmed some scenes. They brought in his brothers. They digitally recreated his face onto them. Uh, obviously, we have Star Wars. So, you know, it's it's going to be a, an interesting, you know, not just for this movie, but also going forward of do we start, you know, especially as, as things happen and, and actors are identified with certain roles, um, kind of what happens with those those types of decisions going forward. It's a little scary, uh, honestly. Uh, isn't actually isn't there like a movie that's using the likeness of like a an actor from way back their likeness for a movie and like digitally recreating them and having them star in a movie, like that news came out earlier this year and it was kind of strange. Well, I mean, Rogue One did it with um, yeah, Grand Moff Tarkin, right? So oh uh, yeah, 
Anyway, moving into something maybe positive, more happy, more lighthearted. I don't know. We're not a studio. We're not losing a lot of money on this. So <laughs> to me, that's cool. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 is going to come out simultaneously uh, on HBO Max the same day it comes out in theaters. And from what I understand, there is no upcharge. Wait, really? Meaning, yeah, if I'm reading this correctly, if you have HBO Max, you get access to this movie, unlike a, another company named Disney that Ooh. made us pay. Well, they didn't make us. We got it a different way, but made us. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, we, we, got it for, we, got, we got it early um, and for free because we are a professional reviewing podcast, and they send us screeners. Ah, yes. We'll that checks that. out. Yeah. Yeah. So it, from what this article, <laughs> the Cinema Blend article uh, is saying that, yes, Wonder Woman will come out same day, Christmas Day, in select theaters um, and will also be available on the HBO streaming service, HBO Max. There has not been a plan determined for overseas uh, just yet. Um, the article goes on to say it's an unprecedented decision for a studio, which is, which is huge because this movie was supposed to come out when? March? Earlier this year, for sure. Earlier this year has been moved around, I think, a dozen times, it feels like. And now the studio is is potentially kicking it out same day, giving it to everyone that utilizes that service. This could be a huge win for HBO Max as a, as a digital platform. Could be a massive loss <laughs> for the actual studio studio behind well, it. Oh, it will be. Well, here's the thing, right? Like With movie theaters, there's had to be a huge readjustment in terms of what is even the success at the box office because... Even if you're releasing in the box office, you're not recouping, you're, you're not making a profit necessarily just off the box office numbers right now. Because even though a lot of theaters have reopened, you know, a lot of people aren't, understandably and rightfully so, in my opinion, going to the movie theater um, at the same rate that they used to because there is a deadly pandemic out there. Um, Fake I, news. I think. <laughs> I, I think it is interesting. You know, uh, one thing. That is, uh, this is similar to is back at the beginning of the pandemic when uh, Trolls World Tour was the first movie that did, instead of do, you know staying with their theatrical release, just decided to go to VOD. And many of the theaters were very mad at Universal and said, what are you doing? You're killing the, the, the theater Did they also experience. threaten them and say, like, we're yes. not going to be distributing? Yep, and now were, the joke's on they're, Right. And, the and they, obviously, they obviously walked that back and they, they, fixed, they mended fences. But there was... You know, there was a lot of tension there. Uh, AMC actually released a statement being like, we have been in talks with Warner Brothers for months and we think this is an appropriate way to do it so that people have the choice, um, especially on Christmas Day, because Christmas Day is a popular day for movie theaters. Um, it is a popular Christmas activity for people, for families especially. Have you ever to gone go to the, the movie theater on Christmas? God, no. Uh, yeah, we, we did. Yeah. What? We went to go see uh, Force Awakens, I think, for the second yeah. time on that. Wait, and I, it was uh, me and him when he first yeah. came out to oh, our oh, first Christmas. And it was, I'm going to tell you this. It was busy as hell. Busy as hell. And it was the worst fucking experience. Like, worst experience to go see a movie. Everyone is aggravated. The lines are longer. The staff is irritable because they have to work on a fucking holiday. Yeah. The popcorn is stale. It's just a terrible experience. Don't go to the movies on Christmas. I think we should re. Right. I think you know when the world is regular again, we should do that tradition we did one year, uh, which is to go on Christmas Eve. Yeah, because it's empty. The theater uh, is traditionally we, empty. So yeah. if you guys remember, it was the year it was two thousand and four, huh. and uh, mom and dad gave us money to go see a movie. And we're like, oh, this is this is cool. Like, we should, you know, the three of us should go see a movie every Christmas Eve. 
we never did after that. <laughs> yeah, that fun was, tradition. That was the one year. Well, here's probably the reason why. We went to go see uh, the Peter Jackson King Kong movie, oh, which, oh, then, God, which yeah. was so long bad. and bad, and then also took two hours to play because the theater broke down. Oh. Uh, so we had to wait. But we did get free tickets to go see another movie. Can't remember what the Can you imagine, though? You're waiting two, we stuck around for two hours to watch a three-hour we, we terrible were, movie? We were there for like five hours. That's yeah. terrible. I mean, it's great for parents to kick your kids out of the house so you can <laughs> set up and stuff, but my God, that was that was horseshit, that movie. Ugh. Yeah. Good old Peter Jackson. Ugh. But I mean, we're definitely... I mean, I, I like this news. I'm glad that Warner Brothers is not listening to assholes like Christopher Nolan. And, <laughs> oh, shit. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> Whoops. Um, I'm oh, glad... <laughs> How'd you get over there? I'm just glad that they're giving us the ability. If we, if if the if there are folks that want to go and risk breathing with a bunch of other people in the theater, that's your you have that right. Um, but the the fact that we're able to see this movie at, at home, I think it's going to be great. It's great, and if it's good, guess what? We'll go see it in theaters when uh, the world's normal again. Yeah, I'll go we'll see go, it in Yeah, exactly. If it's good, uh, so I think that that's really good news. I'm very curious to see how. I'm very curious for us to see how they're going to report numbers in terms of mm. box office to like viewers to to dat like new subscriber like I'm very curious to see what the new subscriber to HBO Max looks like. Yeah. Um. If I was HBO Max, obviously you've done a great job with the hype. Well, fell over with the hype. Uh, Fresh Prince reunion. That's 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 good. You're trying to get people on the platform. <laughs> that's fine. What I would do next is if this tr- if this is true news and and it's definitely coming out and there's no back and forth is you know leading up to the weeks of HBO Max's release offer like a bundle where you can buy a loved one two or three months of the service for Christmas like shit like that. I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be very watched on Christmas Day. Everyone's yeah. gonna be inside. You know yeah. a lot of people obviously aren't going to the movie theater, so they should have record breaking numbers. My my concern is obviously I, I assume we're going to watch it on Christmas Day at some point, probably in the evening. Is can the application support all of the people that are going to be on it? Or is it going to be a lot of disappointed people who are trying to watch the movie they, and it crashes? They should be prepared because I feel like the Game of Thrones final finale was probably one yeah, of the most HBO, watched ever. They HBO has a, a history of like large launches of digital platforms and products. So yeah. I would imagine that they're Somewhat good to go, yeah. but you never know. We'll, we'll <laughs> it'll see. be. It'll we'll be. See. It's. It's definitely a test. Maybe it's definitely a test. Maybe COVID has uh, rusted I, I, their system. Well, and here's the. I mean, here's the other thing too, right? Be- because they're going to need extra bandwidth. There will be a lot of people working on Christmas Day on that HBO side. Mm. Uh, so you. So we can uh, sit and watch Wonder Woman and criticize it. I. That's what hey, we hear Pascal's in the movie. I'm not criticizing it. Do you think they're going to do like a Mandalorian reference or anything? You know, and obviously they can't. Probably right? not. That's obviously absolutely they can't. It's WB. <laughs> no, yeah, it's two different properties. Disney. Yeah, actually, did, they did, hate did, each other. Didn't he film it before he filmed uh, Mando season one, or maybe right around the same time? Things around the same time. That's crazy. Filmed right. so long ago. Uh, last piece of holiday news before we wrap here: uh, the Doctor Who holiday special. Has got a fan favorite. Yes. Mr. Captain Jack. Jack Harkness. Who this made, means nothing to me. Who made an appearance in the newest uh, season of Doctor yeah. Who. The appearance was, I think, total screen time was in one episode. I think total screen time was like three minutes. But he was still there. He was still there. So it's going to be quite interesting, I think. Um yeah, who who's excited? Is anyone excited at this table besides me? I am. I mean, I That's definitely good. I like Doctor Who. 
Uh, I, I still need to catch up on the the latest season of Doctor Who. Uh, I, Two I, thumbs down. I, I think there was a lot of big news that came out when the new season of Doctor Who came out. Spoilers for those who haven't watched it. There were three big things. There was a new master. Uh, there was a a there were more regenerations of the Doctor, including a a previous previous version of a of a female uh, a black female. Wait, doctor. you don't you don't know. I, I know about the I know about this pre version of the doctor. Right, but like do you know the being, biggest thing. I don't know. I don't know the biggest. Do you want me to ruin it for no, you? No, no, oh, no, okay. not yet. And then okay. there's, but these are the big talking points. Right? right, the new version of the doctor who is, you know, canically we don't know where they exactly fit until you get to the end of the show. I'm sure. Yep. Uh, the ma- the new master, uh, um, and then uh, Jack Harkness showing up for uh, three minutes, basically a, an extended cameo, if you yeah. want to call it that. Yep. So, so it'll be. It's another like so. The holiday, like Christmas Day, you're going to start the day off with some Doctor Who. God damn it. You're going to end it with some Wonder Woman. Okay. And then we're probably going to do that horror game in VR. That sounds like a great fucking Christmas to me. Oh, my God. That sounds... And we get... Uh, Two out of those three times. We get, uh, we get Tenant a week before, I believe, uh, on uh, digital... We don't VOD talk about release. that here. We don't oh, I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk about it on the podcast. I'm going to say very little. <laughs> no, you're not. Yep. What in fact, we- I might hire a replacement just for that podcast uh can we cgi you so are we we gonna we have my blessing are we uh are we uh uh jim uh jim from the office yes exactly Uh, we're gonna have uh we're gonna have we're gonna have we're gonna have asian park Park. Park. we're gonna have asian ravi asian (laughs) think about that for a bit but you are asian there you go (laughs) there you go uh so that's gonna do it for us guys thank you thank you so much for listening we are going to be back this Friday uh, for The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 5. Uh, as always, between now and then, you can follow us along on Twitter at Was It Good, on Instagram at Was It Good BTM. And as always, these podcasts are done live on twitch.tv slash Was It Good. We also stream, uh, for the most part, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, so definitely follow along, check it out. And we're bringing back Food Dude at some point. Yeah, Christian has decided he's given up on trying Everything. to be healthy. Yeah, it's over. It's over. It, you, it's impossible during the holiday season. You just can't do it. You should do like so festive. You should do like festive food dudes where you eat like pies and, and like turkey legs and those types of things. Well, it'll yeah. be fun. It'll if be fun. we do one Saturday, it'll be uh, literally Thanksgiving leftovers. Yeah. Cold cut turkey sandwich. Oh, we don't have any turkey. No. Cold cut lamb sandwiches. Goodbye. <laughs>